everyone. I am Mariah Muhammad with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. We are so excited to have Dr. Sunday Raul with us today. He is the Senior Vice President of Implant Support Services at Aspen Dental. Doctor, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, could you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your background to begin? Yeah, sure. So my name is Dr. Sundeep Rawal. I'm a prosthodontist by training and um, currently the Senior Vice President of Implant Support for Aspen Dental. Um, I, uh, I graduated undergrad in dentistry from the University of Florida and went off to do my prosthodontics in California, where I was exposed to some of the latest, greatest uh, technologies pervading dentistry at the time, uh, almost 15 years ago, and um, spent a lot of my career uh, uh, looking at new innovations and technologies, educating. I was in private practice for over a decade. And then uh, several years ago, um, uh, joined Aspen Dental to really help uh, lead in the initiatives around dental implant therapies and the innovations associated with uh, changing patient care. Amazing. Well, with all your experience, I'm sure this conversation has been going to be fantastic. Um, and with that, we can jump right into the first question. So, Dr. Despite the increasing populator, popularity of implantology, it is relatively a new discipline with dental education. Um, how do you see dental schools implementing implantology and strategic practice training to prepare students for the careers post-dental school? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's a really good question because, you know, with the advent of implantology, which ironically is not new. I mean, we've had dental implant therapies uh, in mainstream dentistry for over 30 years now right? Uh, first originally introduced into dentistry almost 50 years ago. And so it's not really anything new, but the reality is it is new from the standpoint of trying to impart a comprehensive educational experience around implantology to every dental student as they matriculate through the educational process. Um, I think dental st uh, schools have a, a bit of a challenge here because there's so much in the body of work or breadth and scope of what a clinician is in, or a student needs to be educated and trained on um, to be able to be a, a, a competent uh, clinician coming out it, without dental implantology, right? And now uh, we've got this kind of whole facet of, of the industry that's that's developed in the last now 15, 20 years where implants are, are a part and parcel of what we uh, think are optimal delivery models for care for the patients, right? And so if you think about therapeutic um, models of care that we can utilize, modalities that we can utilize to be able to give patients the best solutions possible, the reality is it's really difficult to, to train and educate across all of that, including dental implants um, in a four-year program. Yeah, absolutely. And since the landscape has changed for most field in healthcare since 2020, um, what challenges do you foresee for dental students coming out of dental school? Yeah, look, I think that the biggest challenge is that what is there, you know, with respect to dental implants, uh, innovation, technology, these things, I think the biggest challenge is really like, what is their exposure level? It's such a variable experience. Some Dental students get a tremendous exposure to dental implant therapies and the technologies associated with innovating in, in, in the, ther in the, in the uh, dental implant space. But the reality is, is it's just so 
hit or miss as to what, whether a student's going to get a, a, a really good exposure to that. And, and unfortunately, what that means is that I think the onus of really diving into things like dental implantology, that, 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 that burden really relies on, it lies on the student slash the, you know, the new dentist to go out and find ways to essentially, um, you know, create a continuing education path where they can, you know, self-motivated, you know, gain the experience, the knowledge, the skills needed to effectively offer patients what, you know, most of us today consider contemporary therapies. That's the biggest challenge is, is, is having to come out and, and figure out how to learn all of that on, on your own, so to speak. Yeah, I'm sure that can definitely be challenging and exposure level is definitely important. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that. And thinking specifically of the challenge of gaps for younger dentists, what gaps do you see dental students facing coming out of school? So I think that, you know, look, I think dental implant as a dental implant therapy, as a, an entire modality, I think there's a, is a gap there, not that dental schools aren't putting emphasis on dental implant therapies and, and, and the education around that. But the reality is there's such a huge breadth and scope to dental implantology that I don't know that there's a, a, an effective way in a four-year curriculum with everything else that needs to be taught that you can comprehensively uh, educate a student on all there is to know on, on dental implant therapy, especially with the rapid advances in technology and innovation that pervade, uh, you know, this modality and, and change it so quickly. And so, you know, when you think about uh, that as a gap, um, I, I think that it's it's one that is a, a bit challenging to overcome because effectively we know today that the standard of care in many situations, whether it's you know a, a, a edentulous patient coming in um, that needs a, a mandibular uh, prosthesis, we know that in many uh, situations that we consider the standard of care to be at least a minimum to implant uh, overdenture uh, scenarios, and so. When you think about where we want to be in terms of having clinicians be able to offer the very best to patients, yet don't have the knowledge, the skills, the experience to, to deliver on that or, or even offer it to the patient to begin with, I, I think that's probably the biggest gap out there. And then when you layer in this conversation around the technology involved, that's a tremendous gap because Dentistry has been just so disrupted in the last 15 years because of technological innovation across things like dental implantology, across diagnostics, across uh, manufacturing, um, that it really has, has made it challenging for uh, a dental student to come out of dental school with a compre comprehensive, let's call it fundamental base of knowledge on all the modalities of dentistry including implantology and at the same time, um, a, you know, a, a sound knowledge base in the, in the most current, you know, technological innovations that are out there. It's almost a, an impossible task to accomplish all of that. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, four years may seem long for some, but it definitely does go by quickly talking from a recent college grad and myself. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> dental implant therapy has advanced remarkably in the last decade. In your expert opinion, what tips do you have for soon-to-be dental graduates on using implant therapies? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think 
you know, it's funny you say as a recent grad, I can't remember, I can't remember what my four years were like, it's been so long, but <laughs> look, look, the reality is this, I think the best advice you could give a dental student today is they need to really, they, they really need to have an understanding that the, the, their ability to deliver comprehensive contemporary care, including the use of dental implants is really going to require almost a, a, a just a, um, a mandate on day one of their professional journey that they will continue to learn, grow, and develop. And most of that will be self-motivated, meaning that they're going to have to take the time to, you know, further journey after dental school. It's not like the, the story ends when they get their diploma. They need to continue to invest in themselves, um, take the time, obviously the uh, energy, the effort, um, time out of the office, time out of their, their personal lives to go and, and, you know, find continuing educational experiences that are going to deliver um, the knowledge and skills that they're going to need. And I think that that the best advice I can give is just make that part of your, your, your paradigm as you start to develop your professional career, because, you know, if you, if you don't do it on day one, it just gets harder and harder to get into that mindset. And really that mindset is something that never changes. You know, here I am 15 years out and I still think I can continue to learn, um, you know, every day of, of my professional journey. And so I think that's the best advice I can give is just to continue that, that educational experience past dental school, find the resources, the, the mechanism, uh, invest the time and energy, balance that against uh, your, your work life and your personal life so that you can continue to grow and develop your skills over time. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing your insight on that. Those were some great tips. And before I let you go, doctor, the last thing that I wanted to ask you is, what should post-dental school graduates look for in a company if they're interested in implantology? Yeah, I think that's a really powerful question because, you know, I just got done saying you're going to have to invest in yourself. You're going to have to take the time and energy to grow and, um, and, 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 and take the time and energy to, to, to invest in, in finding that path forward from, from expanding your, your skills. And that's a very daunting task, right? Knowing where to spend your time and energy, where to build resources, knowing what you can do from the standpoint of finding quality educational experience and also understanding that learning isn't just static. It's not like I can go take a three-day, a five-day, a two-month course, and it ends. You know, having that ongoing support when you actually go out to implement into your daily practice, it, those are all challenges to be had. So as a clinician, trying to figure out exactly where to make those investments of time and energy, those are, those are hard decisions, and you don't really know if the quality, the caliber of the education, and that ongoing support daily in the practice is really meaningful. And I think this is where organizations can shine because especially, you know, the support organizations that have invested in creating support mechanisms across clinical education, operationalization, implementation, technological investments, they're, the ability for these organizations to support doctors in their learning journeys is unbelievable. And, you know, that's something I pride myself on in, in our organization. You know, at Aspen, we take a lot of pride in developing world-class educational experiences that transcend just the static environment, but really go into how do we, you know, effectively help uh, clinicians reach the goals they want and, the, and, and learn new skills 
technological innovations and implement those into their daily uh, clinical practice. And so I think organizations as a whole um, stand to really become a true resource in the industry as clinicians look to, to learn these innovative uh, therapies like dental implantology. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to add on any of the topics we discussed today? You know, I think I, I would just add that, you know, this conversation is an ongoing one that continues to become more and more important. You know, dentistry is only in aggregate going to become a larger knowledge base. There's only going to become more innovation in technology and more um, for the, the clinician to be responsible for when it comes to having an appropriate uh, knowledge and skill base to effectively treat patients. And so I think this is probably one of the most important topics that we have in dentistry today is how do we ensure that clinicians have the, the right mechanisms and experiences to deliver uh, 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 care to patients in the, in the best ways possible. I absolutely agree. It definitely is an ongoing ongoing conversation. And that is all I have for you today. So Dr. Rawal, thank you so much for joining me on the Becker's podcast. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And I also like to thank our podcast sponsor, Aspen Dental. To those listening, you can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com. Thank you again, doctor. Thank you for having me.